Welcome back, everybody, to the Think and Grow Show with your hosts, Dr. Z and Professor P. Dr. Z, who do we have with us today? Yeah, today we have the lovely Erin Marcus. <laughs> she is a um, coach, a teacher, a business and branding strategist. So Erin, talk, talk to us more. Tell our, our uh, listeners all about you. Where do you want all to start? All about me. I love this card. Like the origin story, you want the juicy. Yeah. Sure. Where do you want to go, actually? Um, so, yeah. Well, what's funny, I was on a podcast called More Than Just. So you're more than just, and then you add a label. And I'm like, the first thing that came to mind was I'm more than just a juvenile delinquent. So if that tells you a little <laughs> bit about the origin story, there you go. Okay. Um, but what am I doing <laughs> But what are we doing now? What are we doing now? So Aaron Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and we create business and branding strategies that build multiple six and seven figure businesses. We It's strategy, strategy, strategy before anything else. Um, what we do is we try to help our clients reverse engineer what they're trying to create, save them time, make them money, and ultimately build a business and a life they're proud of. I love it that it starts with conquer. That's yes. awesome. I'm a little intense. No, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a, a heavy word, right? It's a very masculine word. I'm not a big girly girl, but it's a masculine word because it's my version of personal responsibility, right? Like the tagline for the business is be in charge, take action, get results. Nice. And the be in charge thing is all about my version of personal responsibility. It's not about being in charge of anybody else. It really is. It is not in charge. I don't want to be in charge. Like you have no idea how much I don't want to be in charge of anybody else. Um, but I got to be in charge of myself. Right. And I like the word conquer because it's this idea that you can get out ahead of something. You can be in charge of it, get out of reaction mode. Most people live their life. They run their businesses. They run their money. They run their health. They run their relationships by default, by reaction. Yeah. And that's not, that's not me. Like if we just sum that up, right? That's not me. I, what I want to do is inspire people to realize they have an option. In my corporate background, I was part of, we have been acquired by a very, very large public company. And I was in these amazing rooms that were way above my pay grade, listening to these people have conversations. And what it, what became very, very clear to me is the difference between the people who have and the people who don't have is yeah. access to information. Mm -hmm. It's access to information because the legal tools, the financial tools, they're there at every level, but people don't know about them. Or they have access to it, but they're not applying it. You have they're to not take right. action on That's the knowledge. You have to take action on the knowledge. Right. So number one, be in charge, right? That's where the conquer comes in. Be in charge. Mm -hmm. Choose what you want. And then take action. Go, like you just said, take action with the knowledge. Yep. And to me, conquer is what really embodies that, right? When I am in a automatic mode of making decisions, taking responsibility, taking the action, and then analyzing the results, mm -hmm. and then starting the cycle over, that's conquer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really true because we were on a call yesterday and um, one of the speakers was talking about this book. And of course, Patrick runs and gets the book, you know, and he's like <laughs> showing it in the camera. That's what I do. <laughs> 
and I'm yeah. like, you know, we've read the book, we've done some of the exercises, but we were sitting on a call with somebody who had the book, took action, created a call with like some odd 70 people on it. And we were like, I'm telling you, consumed I, it at such a deeper level. I'm like, but well, that's a great lesson there. It's a huge lesson. It's a huge lesson. And I say that I, here's the thing I give out. Well, there's two parts to this, actually, my opinion. I give out so much free content. Yeah. I give out so much free content. I love it. Happy to do it. Here's the thing. Not everybody needs to be my client. Not everybody can afford to be my client. There's people who have no business being my client because they'd never get an ROI in it. Yeah. So that's not a smart decision. But if we can help them, right, when the water rises, all boats go up. A minuscule percent of people who come to my events who listen to my podcast, who listen to my live show, will then go do the thing. Like my live show, this has been going on for months. And every week, it's the same format. Introduction to the concept and then tangible takeaways of what to do. Tangible takeaways of what to do. It's every week. Go do this. Yep. People don't do it. Here's the thing. I get it. I have all the empathy in the world because I know how our brains work. It's one of the things I study. I understand it's hard, right? It's easier to said than done. And the second piece is truthfully, most of the bigger changes in our lives need to involve an external support because we're all blind to our own, I almost swore, we're all blind to our own story, right? right. That's just how another way the brain works. So to me, step one is getting the information. Step two is doing something with it. Right. And step three is if you really, 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 really want to make a difference. If all it took was the book, we'd all be millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. If it were that easy, we'd all, the plan is out there. It's on YouTube. It's $12 on Amazon. Like the yep. knowledge is out there. Yep. But like you said, it's taking that step. Yeah. And sometimes you're right. Our brain wants us to be safe and secure and to take that step is in direct opposition. There's some oh, yeah. craziness to it. And here it is. When you give out, because we do the same thing. We give out so much free stuff. I'm giving everywhere I go. I'm like, who can I help today? The can problem is, Aaron, when you give the stuff away for free, people are like, well, it's free. It must not have any value to it, right? The minute you throw a price tag on it and go, or it's, you know, this much money for the course and, oh yeah, what are you going to walk away with? It's going to be priceless. And I find that with even my own self, that when I pay for something, I'm much more attuned into, well, I paid a lot of money for this. I better get the value out of it, right? Totally. Totally. Absolutely. If you don't have any skin in the game, people aren't going to, people aren't going to do anything. And that, you know, and that just goes back to marketing. There is a small percentage that'll pay and still not do anything. Oh my God. That was the biggest, that was the biggest shock to me in two ways. Number one, like I come out of corporate. If I needed to learn something else, I went and took a class. I went back and got my MBA. Like I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know what coaching was. And then this is hysterical. This is how this whole thing happened. Some years ago, I was invited to an event in Arizona that was being held at the end of November. And I didn't know what it was. But when you live in Chicago and someone invites you to the JW Marriott in Arizona at the end of November, you just go. Because, <laughs> like, why would I stay here if I could go there, right? I didn't okay. even know what it was. It sounded interesting. It was like $97, okay, fine, whatever. It was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll go to do that. 
sure. That was my introduction to coaching. That was my introduction to coaching. And I did end up buying a program there and that hence launched the rest of my life. But what amazed me in that program was it was not cheap was how many people who were in the program who didn't come to the calls. Um, I became friends with the mentors in that program. I still talk to them. They have shared with me um, because I always asked how many people didn't come to their private sessions. Like I was amazed as a participant in coaching programs, how many people didn't do the things. And then as a business coach and consultant, how many people, there's a difference between people who pay me and are still stuck. I get that. Like we, I have been stuck for ages longer than I had any business staying stuck. I totally get it that I understand, but how many people have paid me for programs and strategy and all of the things, and then never done any of it. I know somebody very well who has paid money for things. <laughs> Just what you described. <laughs> now, there is a difference also. Now, I will also tell you, I have paid for things and not done them because halfway through, I've realized this is not for me. Yeah. 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 That's different. But that's different than not showing up. Yeah. 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 I but got that's a that story for um, I was in, when I got into real estate, we mentioned in the green room, that's where we met back when we first got to know each other and all that. But I joined this coaching program for real estate and I was in the very first group. They had just started this program. They had twice monthly in-person masterminds. One guy came to one meeting. I'm like, what a Hey, Paul, what happened to that guy? I don't know. I never came I back. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, and it's, I vacillate because I understand how hard it is. I understand that what you guys do for a living, what I do for a living, I am making people so uncomfortable. I am made, right. Yep. What do you want and how bad do you want it? Right. What do you, you know? The other thing that I learned to identify, and it's not easy to identify this in anybody in themselves, is where do you stop, right? Where do you stop? I think in that is a great, great, great question, right? So, in terms of what? Some, what do you mean, where do you stop in terms of what? So that person got motivated yeah. and took action. He came to one meeting yeah. and then he stopped. Mm-hmm. So where do you stop? We all have a stopping point. So in sales, if you're like, so the books that I'm reading now, cause he just came out with his updated book a couple months ago, um, Richard Fenton go for no. And then what happens when they say no, yep. um, where do you stop? So in sales, you'll hear a lot of people using that go for no concept or before they learned it, they have a quota of making three sales this week. Well, they made it up by Wednesday. So they stop. Yeah. That's a form of stopping. Most people like there's two reasons we stop. One, we stop because we get uncomfortable. So where's your threshold? Where's your uncomfortable threshold? And then number two, we stop when we reach the goal, which is why I very seldom use the word goal. I don't really use the word goal because by definition, a goal is something A, that's hard to achieve and B, is an anomaly. So I don't really use it. Um, I use initiatives for what we're talking about in my business, but right. So where do you stop? Are you aware of 
where you're cutting off your success. Guess what? Let me throw this in there though, real quick, because I just mentioned the word anomaly a few seconds ago. I am a freaking anomaly. Okay. Cause you know, I'm what? just a weirdo. Okay. I'm probably that too, but I ne Aaron, I never stop. <laughs> a quitter never wins and a winner never freaking quits. That's but a but a person who never wins and never quits is an idiot. That used to be on the demotivational posters. But see, like, I've won. The reason I never stop is because yeah. I've won enough times that I know right. that you never stop, right? You That's never why. stop. But it's also so okay, so you say you never stop, and so you're just a massive action taker. So am I. But there's no such thing as a human who doesn't have a trigger, a story, a limiting belief. Like that just doesn't exist. That's not our brains work. So somewhere in there, I'll give you an example. You say you never stop. And I totally agree. So this is just like, where do you do it? How many, you know, whatever, you don't have to say it out loud on this podcast. Think of the amount that you charge for your coaching business. Double it in your head. How come you're not charging that much? You Here, stopped. You're afraid that you're not worth After, it. You're not but, this, you're right, not exactly. Worth. So that's my point. That's also how you can apply to this. Maybe you're comfortable charging 5000 but you can't charge 10000 Well, there's a coach out there that charges $10,000 for what other coaches $5,000 for, right? They didn't stop. Right. There's a coach out there, I happen to know one, who charges $100,000 for a year of private coaching. Is she a better coach? She's a different coach than me. Is she better than me? I don't know. But I stopped where she didn't because I don't charge $100,000 for my right. private coaching. So, right. So it's, you're like me. I don't stop with the action. It's like freaking energizer button, right? But <laughs> apply it however, you're, apply that question however it'll help so that you break through to the next level. Now, there's a there might be a very reasonable um, and great business idea to charge less and work off volume versus charging more and working off exclusivity, right? There's all these logical things, ideations that have to go into those decisions. But I love the question of where do I stop? Yeah. Because I can apply it anywhere mm -hmm. and figure out where's my cap. Because to me, going back to like where we started, be in charge, take action, get results. Mm -hmm. Figuring out that cap is data. Now I got yeah. a now I got a data point. Oh, yeah. I'm stopping at ten thousand dollars. These are just random numbers, right? I'm stopping at ten thousand dollars. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What work do I have to do? What do I have to do? Who do I have to be? What do I have to believe to go to fifteen thousand dollars? Now I have a data point. I can go to work. I'm solving it. And it's interesting you say that because I remember doing cold calls and I definitely reached a stop. <laughs> well, like mine was, was abject boredom. I was like, I can Zelda, push through one more, one more. And I'm like, nope. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I know, right? I'd rather, right? I'd rather a sharp stick in the eye than do yeah. one more. No, I totally agree, right? And And that's also, by the way, thank you for bringing that up because we talked about buying programs and not doing them or but buying programs and, and realizing they're not for us. Those are two different things. It's one of the reasons I'm so in a strategy because this whole idea of one size fits all is such a load of crap and it ruins people. It ruins people because 
I'm not a fan of cold calls. I'm old enough to have done them in my history as well. I'm not doing them now. It just ain't going to be a thing because I don't have the attention span for it. I need more interaction, mm-hmm. right? The big extrovert in me, I need more interaction for that to work. And when we buy these tactics that don't fit our business and don't fit our personalities, then they don't work because they didn't fit our business and they didn't fit our personalities. And we end up not just wasting the money, but you end up feeling like this big old failure at the end when the truth was you needed the strategy first before you pick the tactic that you utilized. But but then how do you, so I'm speaking for myself, you know, because my personality is, so I'm a doctor, I'm a forensic pathologist. I've always been in the back of the room, in the basement, you know, doing my autopsies, doing my thing. And to have a business though, you got to be front and center. You got to be out there talking to people and mixing and mingling. And I do that and I do enjoy it. But I stop. I, I can do it one day. But if you tell me I have then to do, do it, it one day, day. <laughs> then do it one day. I don't have a problem with that. I would imagine with as articulate as you are with your presence, like here's the big mistake people make. You don't have to do my version of it for it to work. I'm loud. I get on stage. I have a good old time. I can be the center of attention for a period of time. That's not that doesn't mean this is the only way it works. Right. I have a uh, an associate, a friend of mine, who her energy is the exact opposite of, opposite of me. Mm-hmm. And she's a life coach. She's, she is the quiet calm. And one of our mutual friends say she wants Erin a motivator in the morning and she wants Tammany to read her a bedtime story at night. <laughs> <laughs> it would be stupid for Tammy to try to do what I do the way I do it. And it would be just as stupid for me to try to do what Tammy does the way she does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have, right? Everybody has their natural energy. Yeah. You have, right? You're a doctor. You have the ability to absorb knowledge. If you instead took a more interpersonal, one-to-one, not one-to-many, yeah. education-based approach, you'd be unstoppable right? because it would be more to your strengths, more to your natural gifts right? and let your partner who you're lucky to have, who's I'm throwing this out and I'm a little bit more like me. <laughs> met him a couple <laughs> times. I've known him a little bit now, right? Compliment each other. Yeah. Do you have to be visible? Yes. Do you have to be nuts and louder than life? Absolutely not. Absolutely you, not. You be you. I be you me. Be you. you be you. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how that works, right? And it and by tapping into your natural strengths, it will energize instead of exhaust you. It doesn't mean you never have to get out there, but there's just there's you have to be visible, but you can be visible in a way that works for you, that complements your energy, that complements your strengths. Instead of, and I promise you also, it's not just send this one email. I was like, like that, that, that whole Insta tactic is just not it, right? Mm-hmm. There's ways to do all of this. Yeah. 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 And it is helpful. Like we have these bank personality profile tests, mm-hmm. which if you guys would like to take it, reach out to us, um, come to our, po- put a link, we'll put a link in our podcast 
so that you can take that personality profile test and find what your strengths are and how you can use them for your advantage. <laughs> it's so true. Awesome, I'm guys a big... and gals. I have cracked. It's called cracking your code. Cracking your code. Real yes. Little info spot here for you guys. <laughs> Give Aaron a chance to take a breath. <laughs> I there's 12 values on each card, gals and guys. I've remembered. I've mem remembered, I've memorized, I'm so excited to talk about it. I've memorized every value on the card <laughs> and I can't tell you how much that has helped me. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And, and as a coach, I see how it helps other people because I can see exactly where they are operating in their strengths and they're very successful. And then the areas where they struggle is where they're not operating in their strengths. <laughs> to give you an example of that, I listened to Erin's live just prior to coming on here. And she talked a lot about blueprints, which is the processes. And she probably, if I could have had $100,000 for every time she said process, I'd have a couple million because she was nailing it on the processes stuff. Nice. And she's like, that's my, I suck at that. I, I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> within that 25 minutes or so of her being going live, I had an inkling of way better idea of what your code is. I'm like, that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, for sure. It is very true. I use, um, I'm a huge fan of personality profiles. I use them a lot to teach communication styles mm -hmm. because part of being a salesperson and part of being a business owner is meeting people where they are. And yep. the better you are at identifying where someone's likely to land, the better job you can do to meet them where they are and build those relationships. Um, a real funny story for you, just because it's, so I've taken a million personality profiles. I, I have my favorites, the ones that I remember well. My introduction to personality profiles was in college. I have a, a bachelor's in uh, journalism, but I have a minor in criminal justice and I took a criminal <laughs> psychology class. Nice. And the instructor had been worked at, he was the psychologist at Sing Sing and his job was to give the inmates all of their tests and put them in a pods where they were least likely to violently kill each other. Yeah. And so he gave us all of the tests. He gave, this was my introduction to this. He gave us all of the tests. And what I learned was we're like one answer away from being a sociopath. Like there is a very thin line. Like, let me tell you, there is a very, very unbelievably thin line between how you are operating in the world and ending up in prison. And it made me realize um, you get real non-judgmental after that. So oh, yeah. the thing I love about personality profiles is everything you said and how useful it is to understand myself and where I what I should be doing and not doing, understand other people and how I can meet them where they are. And that none of it is wrong. None yeah. of it is wrong. This is just more data, right? Get results, yeah. more data. And there is no judging because we're all one answer C instead of A away from needing to be in the special pot at Sing Sing. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, can you tell us, so how did you get into consulting and business consulting yeah. and being a strategist? I, oh my God, kicking and screaming. Great question. Kicking I was wondering, okay, what would that, what was that, tra take us back to the transition you, you mentioned earlier, you were in corporate and boom, yeah. where did you get that leap of faith? Where did you get the big bombs oh. to do that one? Said, yeah, that, change, said, right? that courage, kicking and screaming. Talk about that. Kicking and yeah. screaming. So not in the beginning, the coaching and consulting part. So my fancy title, this will make it even more of a shock. 
my fancy title before I left corporate, my last job was senior vice president of business development for the largest long-term care insurance wholesaler in the country. Wow. I had a great job. Mm. I worked with amazing people. Mm. I made a lot of money working with great, amazing people doing something I enjoyed doing. So mm. why would you leave that? Right. Um, somewhere around the age of 39, 40, Mm-hmm. It started to feel weird for me. Hmm. I got bored. Yeah. It got very um as the company got bigger and bigger, each job gets smaller and smaller and more specialized and where I had started out being what really was an entrepreneur within this organization, yeah. I was now kind of pigeonholed with what I knew. Um not in a bad way, it's just how it happens. It also started to feel very contrived. And so I was in financial services And it's a very complicated business. And what I was watching happen was layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of complexity being added to a process so that more people can make a nickel out of the process. Yeah. Mm. And that that's how our world works. That's how capitalism works. So I'm not mad at it, but it just started to feel very um, separate from me. It didn't feel I wasn't attached to it anymore. And it took me two years to come up with like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? I looked at a couple different businesses. I never pulled the trigger on anything. And then I came across a franchise that worked in the same market, that senior market. And so my first business was buying a franchise Mm -hmm. because it stayed, it was in senior relocation and estate liquidation. Mm -hmm. But what happened, and I love that business, I got... I got my office to the top 10 out of 200 in about 18 wow. months. Wow. Because I have a business background, strategy, business, marketing. I know how to build a business. Yeah. And what would happen is the when I would want to speak at the chamber or in my networking group about my business and how we could help your families, all of the people there were like, yeah, 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 yeah. But why are you making money? Like, how are you doing it? Forget what you do. How are you doing the business part of it? And at the same time, the franchisor had hired me to help train new franchises. I would speak at their events about the business I was running. I called it a baby franchise because at the, they were relatively new. And to me, it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it, helping create this franchise. And a couple of things were happening at the same time. We were working with families with aging parents. We were in the middle of everybody's trauma. Mm, it is yeah. a logistical nightmare of a business. It is very hard business. There is no That's barrier cool. to entry in that business. So everybody's, everybody's stayed home mom. It's very stressful. It's a logistical nightmare. The, and I was also tied geographically to where I was working. Mm. And what was I doing when I was doing what the business did for a living, I was in the middle of trauma and chaos. Mm -hmm. But when I was speaking about how to grow a business, when I was helping my friends and my networking groups grow their business, when I was doing all of those things, I was creating light bulb moments for people and getting so much joy and excitement out of it. And so it became this thing. I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay in the chaos and have this very hard to earn a living situation? Wait, or do I want to move over here? And really sore. You really took off. So it sounds like it revealed itself. It's like a no brainer, right? It totally revealed itself. And I will also tell you by then I had bought enough coaching programs that sucked that I really didn't want to be a coach. 
I had, by then I had bought enough, I had had enough experience in the coaching world with mm. too many coaches that knew how to tell a story and sell something that they couldn't deliver on. Here I yeah. go on my soapbox. Here's where Aaron gets real. Like too many people who were trying to sell something that they didn't know how to actually do. And they, I, I don't, I don't judge too much because they weren't coming from a malicious place. Mm -hmm. They had had an experience that made a difference for them that they wanted to go out and recreate. Yeah. Totally understand that, but they didn't actually know how to do it. Right. We had to have and so watching, big time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Right. Yeah. They can sell from the stage. They can't deliver on their promise that you, you, you buy into the Insta tactic, Instagram life, right. Where, well, they know more than I do about this. They must know what they're talking about. Yeah. They don't know it. Goddamn thing. Right? <laughs> so, so it took me a long time to just say, yes, I'm going to enter this world. Because yeah. as you could tell, not thrilled with half of this world. <laughs> so it took yeah. me a while. Um, so like I said, did it kicking and screaming. And then right now, it's we're four years in. We're on what I call the third iteration of the business. We have just nice. completely up-leveled and upgraded and skyrocketed what it is that we do for our clients. Because the thing that I, and going back to this bank assessment, going back, like, what do I know how to do? And what do I not know how to do? Yep. What do I know? I know business, marketing, branding strategies. I can't help it. I took strength finders test, the top three, visionary, strategic thinking, and learner. I can't not do it. You say something, I absorb in the information, I rearrange it and I go, here, try this. Like, I can't not do it. Yeah. Let go of everything else that I'm bad at. And you think you, need to, do you think you need to have therapy for wanting to always be out there trying to help people? I find myself doing that all the time. I'm like, dude, they didn't ask you for any help. Shut um, up. Yeah. That one, um, I've saw, right. Yeah. No, I, that, um, <laughs> give it away for free and not be able to pay your bills for a while. That'll cure that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or learn how to give it away for free to the people who, and, and in a, in a way, because you got to remember strategic, 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 I can't help yeah. it. Right. So if I'm doing this thing and I want to do this thing, but I want that outcome, how do those two things go together? I don't know. Live show, podcast, speaking, free events, and yeah. do it in a way with intention, not reaction, not by accident. Do it with a way with intention so that the right people will step up and yeah. take the next steps with you. Create the because what I know and what you know also the secret sauce ain't in the free content. The secret sauce is in the conversation with me, applying it to your situation, your unique strengths, your unique weaknesses, and your unique businesses and goals. That's the secret sauce. Yeah. And that's not in the free content. Yeah. It can't be because you can't leverage that. It doesn't work. Because that's the beginning of the funnel. And you can't, if you give away, that's just bad business sense. Because if you give away all the gold in the beginning, it's like... Well, what else do well, I need? Yes, no. I, I have my other approach to this is, oh my God, if she'll do that for me for free, what will she do if I pay her? Exactly. Yeah. So I see how you utilize strategy. You know, like you said, you bought the franchise, you were interested, you, you kind of took the knowledge from what you did in corporate, bought the franchise, but then your calling was revealed. Yes. You know, the more that you put yourself out there, it was revealed. Well, it's re and to your point, 
going back to like where our conversation began, you can't think your way out of most problems. You have to act your way out of most situations. Like I, in a million, I will absolutely promise you in a million years, I could not have predicted the business I own now, even two years ago, let alone four years ago, let alone 10 years ago. It just wasn't in my realm of experience. There's no way I could have sat down and thought my way to this. Yeah. You can only act your way to it. It's kind of like that Gerald, was it Gerald Ford? If they said, if you would have asked people. Oh, if if I were to ask my clients what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Yeah. 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 Don't ask yeah. the people because they don't know what they need. They, they don't, don't know. know. But yeah. they don't know. And And so here, to go back to your question about how are you supposed to do this with your unique personality be the thought leader be the calm confident thought leader because the people don't know be the calm confident thought leader that changes people's perceptions of the problem yeah that's how you grow an audience yeah we had a conversation just this morning um Sorry about that. No, we're in a digital world. Everything yeah. makes noise. And we were talking about it and we're getting ready to go to an event. It's a live event. And I'm like, just be you. Just be that. Seriously. Like, the world needs. I promise People the world is you. filled with idiots like me. The world is filled with the crazy lunatics like me. They need you. <laughs> but that's what happens. The fear kicks in. We start thinking about the things we're not good at why we haven't gotten this, why we haven't gotten that. No, just keep focusing on what you have to offer. Well, and the funny thing is when we got married, um, we stayed at a, we went to a hotel and I still had my, my wedding dress on. And it was so interesting how people were noticing, you know, I was <laughs> plus I'm like six foot one. <laughs> Very tall for a woman, yes. So I know that sometimes if I wear a certain dress or something, I'll feel like, oh my God, everybody's going to notice. But that is when I do get noticed. Or like one time, I normally don't approach people, but this guy had on the brightest, reddest, um, you know, tennis shoes I'd ever seen. I was like, dude, where'd you get those shoes? I thought, yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't have to be yeah. loud. I, there was a gentleman, where was I? I was at the store and he had walked past me twice. He smelled so good. Oh. He smelled so good. And it was an older, bad. no, he smelled so good. He was an older gentleman. And so like very put together, like, yeah. And I finally just said, you smell so incredible. <laughs> and I told him, I go, and you've got it perfect because I only smell it when you're right next to me. Nice. And he was all lit up. Like, I, you know, like <laughs> clearly he had been putting, you know, some, some years into this effort. Yeah. Finally, somebody <laughs> recognizes it. <laughs> but I didn't have to get on the microphone at the front of the store on the PA system going, the dude in aisle seven smells so good. I didn't just make a subtle comment to him, right? It's just about connect as a human first. Yeah. Right. Connect yeah. as a human first. Connect as a human first. <laughs> yes. That's where it, right. Connect as a, if you listen, you know, going back to my live show that I did this morning, I was the first one to say, I never in a million years thought this would be the solution. I sucked at this. I hated this. Yeah. 
connect as a human first. I'm not oh, saying that. Doing yeah, life. I said that live. <laughs> connect, right? Like connect I said, I first. didn't. Right. And it's all about connect as a human first. What am I good at? What am I not good at? Let go of everything you're not good at and just own the crap out of the three things you're great at. Yeah. And that's it. And I laugh because like going back to corporate and where did it, where in corporate did the corporate mentality serve me? And that's one of the places. Because I will tell you, I was in marketing and sales and management in corporate. And if I would have gone on the other floor and walked into the IT room and started messing with the website, they would have chased me out of there with torches and pitchforks. So why am I doing that in my own business? Why are people doing that in their own business? I wasn't allowed to go pay the bills at the company. I shouldn't pay the bills at my company. Like, like, come on. Like, Think of it as different departments. I'm not allowed in the IT department in my business. <laughs> not allowed in the door. I'm not allowed to touch the calendar. You want to know why things aren't happening? Because Aaron's not allowed to touch them. Go talk to the people who are allowed to touch them. They will make it happen. <laughs> I love that. So who are some of your mentors who kind of helped you along the way as you were developing? Sure. So I've been very lucky in my life with mentors. So back in one of, when I was in commercial real estate, this was back in the early nineties, I had mentors. It was the top two female commercial real estate agents in the Chicago suburbs, like nice. massive high end. Right. And one of the things that they taught me was how to, um, it's not, as a big a deal now, how to maneuver as a woman in a male dominated field without having a chip on your shoulder and not being inappropriate. Like you don't have to be those two ends. Like, and so I learned how to just show up in what I knew and own that space. Don't be mad about it. Don't be inappropriate about it, yeah. but how to, how to maneuver in a, formal corporate environment. And I really learned that from them. And then when I was in the business that I was in for so long and the insurance wholesaler at the brokerage firm, I had amazing mentors there. And he, he's the one that took me in every room that was above my pay grade and then brought me to every meeting. I had no business and no way to contribute to. And then we would go out to lunch, go out to dinner afterwards. And I would go through my notes. What did this mean? What did that mean? What did this mean? What did that mean? And he would yeah. just explain it to me. Nice. Wow. Um, He's also the one I quote a lot when I say things like step on the gas when everybody else was stepping on the brakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I learned from him big, big, big time is if fear is the only reason you're not doing something, it's not a good enough reason. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Those are right? that, he said that to me, like, if fear is not, if fear is the only reason we're not doing something, that's not a good enough reason not to do it. Mm -hmm. And he would, he taught me how to be a trailblazer. He, he, we were at, in that world, we were the big fish. We were doing things nobody else was doing. We were doing things first that nobody else was doing. Yeah. He taught me how to play on that growth edge. Nice. And then when I became a coach and consulting, I have a woman who I worked with on my mindset. She's the person who taught me universal law, laws of success, how mindset really starts to play in this. And I learned all that from her, how to do morning routine that sets me up for success. The fact Nobody was a bit more shocked than I was, not only that processes are the key, but number two, that it wasn't what I was doing. It was who I was being and how I was thinking that was going to change everything. Yeah. You know, we talked about where do you stop? She was the person who taught me that 
it's a mindset game, not an action game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and now I work with a coach in a company that is teaching me. I know how to grow a million dollar business of my own. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that I'm, we're in the process of doing that. We're well on our way to doing that. I know how to create my own, like my clients are usually in upwards to 5 million. So extra my corporate, I was in the C-suite created a company that went from 4 million to 56 million. Yeah. So like I, but the comp, the mentor that I'm working with now is showing me how to own, yeah. how to own, how to create and own multiple million dollar companies. Yeah. It's not if it's when for your team. Oh yeah. Like I have zero hesitation around that. I'll have all sorts of hesitation around certain things that, but the outcome. Yeah. I have zero hesitation around that. Well, cool. One last question. As we get to the wind down, we start to wind down here. I love this question. A lot of times people, huh? What do you mean by that? What's your two, five, 10? What's two, your two, five, five, 10, Aaron? I don't have one of those. That, that's what's not your a two year. Anymore. What's your five year? What's your 10 year? Oh, what's on the horizon? I'm, what's up? Close? Got it. I don't do 10 years. Okay. Um, I can't hold it. My, my world, I went to grammar school. I went to high school with nobody from my grammar school. I went to college with nobody from my high school. My mm-hmm. life is so segmented. Mm-hmm. I can't predict 10 years out. I don't do the exercise. I don't, I can't hold it. Other people can. It's amazing. I can't hold it. Um, two years from now is a easy one for me because next year we'll, if we don't hit a million this year, we'll hit it next year. The market's kind of wonky. So I would say a two year from now is um, buying my next business. Mm. I've just recently took two other businesses and brought them up under my mm. umbrella. So mm. I would say by the end of 24, by the end of 24, 18 months, two years, um, there'll be more of that. I don't know what it is yet because I don't know what's needed, but there'll be more of that. Um, five year is five years more of the machine will be in place where it's right. It's not it. The thing that we did this year that we're in the middle of doing right now, we're six months into it is it's, this is not the Aaron show anymore. Conquer your business is not Aaron. Yeah. Right. We have other people delivering services. So yeah. that will continue to grow, which means five-year plan. I will probably be doing something. Um, I'll still be the chief strategist for this business, yeah. but there'll be, I can't even predict. This is why I don't have, I, I, I just don't go out that far. I don't know that, you know, now that you say that 10 years is impossible, five years, five years is probably more of a um, traveling lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. I will tell you what's not going to happen. Funny story. Um, there will be no stopping. <laughs> there will be no retiring. Yeah. See, you're like, I am. Stop. What do you mean? Stop. Stop what? My, right. My boyfriend is in financial services. He made me take a retirement compatibility test. And the first, the first question it asked was, what? right. The first question it asked was at what age do you want to retire? I'm like, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard. I retire when I'm dead. He said, we know that we're going to have to pull your computer out of your cold, dead hands one day. And to me, it's just right. So my foundation, I'm launching my foundation this year. It was supposed to be last year. Thank you, State of Illinois. So I think that's, you know, to, to go back to your question, um, the foundation is called Riley's Fund, supporting those who support wildlife. And so it's all, I volunteer at Wildlife Rescue. I have for years. I've done dog rescue nice. for 10 years. I've done, right. So I think that will be more front and center in my world in some way for yeah. the, slightly for the two-year plan, definitely for the five-year plan. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Dr. Z, parting thoughts. Yeah, no, this has been an awesome. Where did um, the time go? Yeah. I know. <laughs> These are the ones that are, you know, when they're, they, it, you're like, wow, where did that time go? Those are the ones you look back on and go, man, that was a lot of yeah. fun, right? And you dropped so many gems yeah. and things yeah. that can help me. So I will definitely go back and listen. <laughs> Take another listen to our own conversation. I don't do that because I, right, I'm horrified, right? <laughs> There's certain things I've gotten over. There's certain things I've not gotten over. I've not gotten over that. I don't listen. Because it's a work in progress. So how do we get in touch with you and say, I want to work with Aaron? Yeah. I want to work with Aaron. We make it really easy. Really easy. Everything you need is at conqueryourbusiness.com. Everything is at conqueryourbusiness.com. You can get a hold of me. You can get a hold of the team. You can see what we do. You can also grab our podcast. You can grab our freebies. You can everything. Conqueryourbusiness.com. One place. Okay, great. When are you speaking next? When am I speaking next? I don't know. I'm doing so many. I'm really focusing on podcast. Here's the thing. I used to travel nationwide for speaking. Mm-hmm. And now I can do some of it on podcasts and these are um i love conversations yeah. to me when i do speak you know like when i met you um yeah. at the yeah. young guns event that's just a different version of a conversation for me mm-hmm. so i enjoy that a lot and we're getting back out there the other thing is not only do i not know my two-year my five-year my 10-year i don't even know what's happening next week like i look at like, dude i am in the moment what do i got to do right now what do i do now i will worry about that next week I, I, I'm a week ahead. So if you, I, I've got probably 10 more speaking gigs booked this year yet. I don't remember what they are. All right. Well, hopefully you make it back into the <laughs> I will. I will absolutely be there. I will absolutely be there. Dinner, have absolutely be there. I'm not that far away. Yeah. All right. And on that note, as always, thank you in advance. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing, yeah. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing, yeah. Yeah, with thinking. And growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing, yeah. With thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing, yeah. I was thinking and growing. And learning.